the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. Thank you for tuning in to KSLR. This is a beautiful weekend. I hope you're having a great time. And uh, let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you the praise and the glory for each and every one of our listeners. Give us wisdom and knowledge. Help us to learn and grow and be the best. Help us to reach out to others. Help us be in the rhythm that uh, it takes to be successful in everything we do. And that's it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, I tell you what, a lot of stuff going on in the car business today. Thank you for Facebook Live. Thank you for the people tuning in. Thank you for the people that like the show and even the ones that don't like my show. I've got a lot of people that don't like my show. They don't like what they're doing. Barry's waving at the Facebook people, and I appreciate that. And we're going to talk a little bit about all kinds of stuff. But, you know, something I'm working in my life is unity. Who Are you in unity with the people around you? Do they create energy? Do they lift you up? Do they speak positive? Do they tell the truth, you know? Um, a lot of stuff in this world, nobody's telling us the truth. You know, we're seeing people that are uh, lying and they're thinking they're telling the truth. They believe if they tell a lie enough, they'll become the truth. In their mind, it might become the truth, but I'm not sure of anybody else's. So, hello, Ari. And uh, and Barry's even online. So, but I'll, give us a call here, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. I hope people are the, around you are energizing you and giving you energy and picking you up and lifting you up. And give, being a mentor, I, we, we miss being mentors in so many people's lives, helping and loving and caring. And so... I see so many things going on in this world that I don't understand. I don't understand how we lost being the best we can be, uh, how trying to be number one at what we do in, in every opportunity. So, I mean, it's, it's things have changed, and we look at things differently. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to understand what's going on in your finances I want you to understand why you purchase the things you purchase. Uh, but I really want you to understand, you know, yes, car dealers, I'm understanding right now that energy, they produce the energy that fires them up, that fires you up, that helps them sell you on something you can't afford. Uh, there's seven and a half million bad notes right now, and that's over 90-day notes. Uh, can you believe seven and a half million? Well, the government's pumped up over $450 billion to keep the, the financing going on because the stockbrokers, they, they put uh, all these bad loans into bonds, and they sell them to people. And now that they're failing, and the government's pumping up the banks to keep them going. Are you part of that? Are, are you 90 days behind? We're in a big-time repo uh, people that have been barely, you know, hanging on. The repo market is just huge because all the lots are full of repos at this time of the year because people have struggled all year and we're getting down to Thanksgiving and Christmas and it's going to be a tough situation for each one of them. And uh, hello, Haywood and Roger. And so it's a struggle for a lot of people. And so the repos come in November, December, and then the dealers clean them up, put them back out in January when income tax checks come around. Hey, start now. Start now looking for a vehicle. Start planning. Start, you know, 
getting it all together, trying to get as much cash you can, uh, understand what income tax checks come, what you're going to do with it. Uh, talking to a gentleman on the phone yesterday, was looking at a vehicle. It was way too high, way too many miles. He had 1200 down. They are financing him at 26%. Uh, hey, there's there's dealers out there right now that'll do ten percent even with bad credit. Why? Because they're they're searching for business. They need to put you out now. You got to watch out pricing. Then you got to shop price. But yeah, they'll do you ten percent. That's because that's ten percent on their profit too. So I mean, they got profit going into the deal, and they're only charging you ten percent interest. So shop best deal. Shop best car best interest rate, even if you've got bad credit. So be prepared to buy something. This guy had 1200 down. He was buying a car that was way too high. But, I mean, if it was just means of transportation for a couple of months, you could go rent a car cheaper than 1200 down. But, if you know, he was going to have to be able to make the payments. You've got to study your situation. Hello, James and uh, Massey. And so you've got to study your situation, what you can afford and can't afford. There's two kinds of cars, afford and can't afford. And, man, them can't affords are miserable, flat miserable. So we, what I'm trying to do is be your mentor to let you understand what you can do. Hello, Dan Wallace, and what you can afford. We want, hey, we want dealers to make money. We want them to survive. They've got to to keep the door open. But there's some dealerships out there that will rip you off. And and I I don't want you doing that. I want you to make a good purchase on something that fits your needs, fits your budget, fits your family, and you know understand that these seven, eight, nine year notes. Well, is the car going to be worth anything? Will it last that long? You know, you've got to understand where you're going. Ephesians says, "As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy." of the calling you have received. Are we living the life that we we're blessed with, the talent we're blessed with? Are are we doing what we should do with our finances, even though that we struggle month to month? I mean, they say it uh, used to be 60. Now it's 70% of the people are are living month to month. Are you one? You know, you've got talent. You, you're a special person. We all got things that we can do. We all got strengths and weaknesses. But, I mean, are we know what our calling is? Are we knowing what we're doing? Are we putting our best effort in? What are we doing? Are we productive with our time? You know, make sure your time, make sure your money is working for you. Not that you're just just throwing it out there, throwing it away. You know, you see these commercials where these guys are riding their motorcycle down the road and, and the money is just flying out the back because they're wasting money. Are you wasting your time? Are you wasting your money? Are you prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually to buy a vehicle? There's a calling on your life, and you've got to start thinking about it. You've got to think about, hey, uh, GM at Mannheim, a, a, a guy that I really respect, Mike uh, Browning, he says he writes down every day five things that happened to him that he liked or was good. Five good things a day. And it, it can be anything. I mean, it can go to be going to the bathroom. It can be, you know, eating a good meal. It's uh, meeting a person, helping a person. Five good things a day. And he keeps a log on it or a journal on it. But, I mean, are we thinking about our life that way? Are we thinking the negative all the time? Are we thinking negative about our vehicles? Are we thinking about negative how we buy? Are we thinking negative about our money? We love to have the money to do the things we need to do. But if you've got it invested in an automobile that we're paying 36, the average note on a loan is 36900 There's and there's nothing left at the end of the month, you know, what purpose is that? What is your purpose in life? Is your purpose to help everybody else get by? You know, you need to know exactly how great it means to you. We need transportation. I'm scared the government's going to take over the transportation. They're going to try to get us into to, uh, autonomous cars. They're going to try to get us into electric cars. And, and I really believe today that electric cars, we could have them today. If we put an alternator, hello, Mike, 
uh, put an alternator on each wheel as we go down the road. We could charge it up. So, but I mean, we want you to know the truth. We want you to handle the truth. We want you to to be able to buy what you can buy. We're, you know, if you're in unity with your wife, I mean, really get in unity with your wife when you're making a purchase. Be in, you know, lift her up, but understand and listen to her. You know, too many times the spouses go in and they're trying to please the other one and they don't want to look bad to the salesperson. I, I had a lady tell me, said, well, I didn't want to tell my husband he couldn't afford that truck in front of that salesperson. I didn't want to embarrass him in front of that salesperson. Well, is it embarrassing that he can't make the payments? Buy what you can afford. Hey, you know, he didn't need a King Ranch diesel 4 by 4 to haul air around in the bed. He don't haul nothing. He don't care nothing. He don't work it. Make the unit you're buying work for you. Make it, you know, we're talking about gas models. We're talking about breakage, uh, maintenance, what you can afford. We got We want the freedom. I want the freedom. I want to be able to come and go as I please, but I look at what's you know fits me. Do I need a small pickup? Do I need a big pickup? Do I, am I working it? Am I hauling something? Am I pulling a trailer? I think about all those things. And, of course, I've got a lot of availability. Yeah, I understand that I can do that. But I could drive anything in the world I wanted. But I don't. I don't need a, a eighty thousand dollar vehicle. I don't need a sixty thousand dollar vehicle. I just need one that gets me from point A to point B. I had a used car dealer that uh, on the south side of town that I see at the auction every week, and I walked outside and I got into a O three S ten extended cab pickup, and he made fun of it. He said, "Hey, Randy." You need to borrow a good truck to get around in. You can come on over the lot, and I'll loan you one for a week or two till you get yourself back into a good truck. I said, this truck's got 63,000 miles. It's 20 miles to the gallon. And guess what? It's so old, nobody's going to steal it. I don't care if it gets a dent on it. And it does exactly what I need. I don't have to be king of the hill. I don't have to outshine everybody. I don't have to prove that I'm, you know, I'm cool. I can drive whatever I want. I just want to be productive. I just want to, uh, I enjoy, you know, saving money. I don't, I don't like being a loser. Do you like being a loser? You know, I mean, sometimes we grow up in environments that, that uh, are not the best environment, but if you don't let your environment Make your decisions. Don't let the past. You're, if you're living in the past, you can't see the future. If you're still living in the past, where you come from, what you did, what you've done in the past, you can't see the future. You can't see the promises that you've got, the talents you've got, using them and, and advancing yourself. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to make the best decisions. And sometimes that takes a little work. I talk to so many people every week. They give me a call on my mobile, get pen and paper. I'm going to give my mobile out uh, several times and the first time's here. And I had a lady call me yesterday. She said, please say it slower. Well, you wrote it down. You made it. She got it down right. So 830-708-4789. I guess I need to get me some bumper stickers. I need to make a sticker for my trucks or whatever I'm driving uh, don't laugh at my vehicle, it's paid for. You know, and, and that's what I like. You know, the best kind of car is a paid-for car. And so, but, you know, pe- people trying to make fun of you, are they trying to run you down? I want people to lift you up. I want you to be the best. I want you to understand your finances. Get your finances in line. Get your credit in line. Get to make Talk to banks and credit unions. Look at the future. Hey, don't just jump up on Saturday and run down and buy a vehicle. Start looking at a vehicle 60 days in advance. Hey, check recalls, check problems, check mechanics, check everything. So you make that right decision because a little mistake can cost you quite a bit of money. A big mistake can cost you a lot of money. And this market, we're in a crazy, crazy market. I'll tell you how desperate it is. You've seen the big rebates. they got big rebates on new cars, and they'll give you a 1000 cash. What does that mean? That means new car sales is slow, slow. They don't give these big rebates all the time. They give them whenever they need to pump up the business. Give us a call here at the station, 210-340-9585. 
210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions. 210-340-9585. So go, and especially if you're, you know, you're barely getting by, they're going to pick your car up. If you're behind, they're supposed to send you a letter. Legally, they're supposed to send you a letter that you're behind and they're going to repo you. Some dealers they don't do that. First day you're late, they pick you up. They got we got GPSs. We can tell you what's what side of the garage you're parked. And and so I just had a gentleman today call me, and uh, he's a businessman, and he said, Randy, uh, I sent you some information on what these vehicles are worth. I need to know what to do. This guy's wanting to borrow money on on his vehicles. And I'm looking at it, but how can I tie him up? How can I find him? You know, and he started describing them. And I told him, I said, some of this stuff's not worth putting a GPS on. You know, you time you go get it or get it, hire somebody to repo it, you're going to owe more money than the vehicle's worth. These vehicles were 400,000 miles gasoline, older model units. You know, and so he said, well, would you buy them? I said, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know that. He said, well, i I got to dispose of them if I repo them or if this company goes down. And I said, if you're already worried about it now, what are you going to do in six months from now? I mean, I wouldn't go into any kind of deal that I'm worried about. Just like a car deal, would you, you know, if you're worried about making payments, do you buy a vehicle and then lose it, lose your credit? Or do you think about it and try to buy something cheaper? Had a lady, and it worked again, called me, she said, we got three thousand to spend. I said, right now I don't have a vehicle for three thousand. She said, well, I got to find something somehow, some way. And I said, start talking to everybody you know. Asked everybody at the grocery store, the, your your church, your neighborhood, everybody around. Well, somebody had a good car and they they sold it to her for three thousand. It worked out great for her. Well, I was I you know, and I told her I said, hello, Mark and Brett. And I told her, and uh, Arthur, I said, go ahead and buy that unit. It, it's worth the money. It'll fit your bill. It'll fit your situation. It'll fit your budget. And I said, she said, well, it might need some money spent on it. Well, that's better than going down and putting that 3000 down on buy here, pay here at 26% interest and, and making payments for the next, you know, 60 months and paying a dealer a tremendous amount of money. You're better off getting by, make a friend of mine's truck, motor's bad. He said, I guess I need to buy something else. I said, well, let me tell you something. Your truck's worth 500 with a bad motor. It's worth 5000 with a good motor. So figure it out. Do you put a motor in it or do you buy something else? I Personally, I'd say about putting a motor in it and keeping the unit because it'll last you. You know what you got. It's paid for. And so spend the money. Put it back to running. If not, you've got a $500 unit. Put the money in it and get it going. You know, and so he said, well, would you buy it? I said, here we go again. Yeah, you know, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter. We're working on some deals right now, huge deals. We're working on one company that's got 100 trucks to sell us a month for 12 months. 100 trucks a month for 12 months. I don't know how the deal's going to work out, but it, it looks good right now. So we want you to make sure that you understand what your vehicle's worth. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process. Describe your car. I'll try to buy your car. I want to buy your car. I buy lots of cars off the listeners, and it's because my overhead's low. It's just me. My overhead's low, and I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I know where to sell all kinds. We just sold a, a 15 a 750 Ford big truck diesel. I mean, the dealer called everybody in the world trying to find somebody to make an offer. I made an offer. Uh, Bid on a dump truck this week with low miles, 24,000 miles, a Dodge dump truck with aluminum bed, low miles, but with a Hemi, a 6.4 Hemi gas motor. Well, uh, you know, they called a bunch of dealers, and they said, no, we don't want the gas motor. Well, the gas motor will work. I mean, if you're making small hauls and that, that's plenty of motor to pull it with, well, I made an offer. They couldn't get it. Lots of times I've got dealers who call a lot of people trying to get offers. And then finally, I remember old Randy Adams would call him, and I give him a figure. It's something. Everything's worth something. 
You know, had a lady yesterday. You know, they're wanting to get rid of a, you ready for this, a 76 Cadillac Eldorado with low miles. Needs a little work. Well, everybody's pumped them up what it's worth, and they see these unbelievable figures, but this one needs about 3000 spent on it. It's low miles. It's a cool car for somebody. I really think we got more old cars than buyers, and the millenniums don't want the old cars. They're not interested in that. And so they're wanting to find out what it's worth, what they should do with it, how they should get rid of it. And we went through their options. They came by to, at my car a lot, I, and then I enjoyed I, I probably spent 30 minutes with them and enjoyed my conversation, what they were doing, what they were trying to do, the problems they were having with their vehicles. Um, she's got a 99 Lincoln, you know, and she thought it was worth 200 Well, it runs and drives, and she's driving it. Well, it's got to be worth 1000 to 1500 to somebody, you know. And I told her, I said, you know, you can sell it on your own or whatever. And she's kind of looking for another vehicle. I'm, I've got a vehicle that she likes, but it's not exactly what she wants and what she wants to spend. But she understands her budget. She understands what she wants to do. And that's what I'm trying to do with you. I'm, I want you to understand exactly what you need to do so you don't get yourself in trouble. You're going against trained professionals, so you need some type of education. Hey, and but here's here's following on that Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. Uh, be completely humble and gentle. Well, the car dealers act like they're gentle. Hello, Brett and Arthur. And so they act like they're gentle. But are they gentle? Do they really treat you right? Do they treat you with love? If they loved you, would they bury you? Would they put you in something you can't afford? Would they switch you? You came in trying to buy something and they switch you? We talk about the gentleman that walked in to buy a brand new Ford about a month ago. Walked out with a Mustang. Well, now he's wanting to get rid of the Mustang and he's going to lose probably, you know, it's going to cost him 33000 to drive that vehicle for 10 months. That's not right. Do you treat your brother that way? Do you want to be treated that way when you buy something? That's the key to the car salesman. They want the best deal, the best options, the best person, best everything, and they know how to buy and sell. But you're you're going against a professional team that know how to do all of that. Be patient and bearing with one another in love. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about that the second half of this show because Salesmen won't get be patient with you. They act like it, but man, they're looking the way to close you. You know, we can think ahead. We can think while we're talking, and a lot of the customers can't. That's that's an important situation. That when you we're listening to them, and we're answering them, we're thinking options. What I need to do? How I need to sell this person? How can I push their button? How? What kind of information do I need to say or do? We're always thinking ahead. We've been through this situation many a time, and we know that we want to sell you the best way we can sell you. We want to know what we can put you in to make the most money. And that's why they love switching you. And that's just like I told you about the gentleman two weeks ago. He called me. He was mad. I said, what's wrong? He said, I went to this dealership. They had the perfect truck, perfect price. I called them. They said it was there. We got there in 20 minutes. And it wasn't there. They, you know, and then they tried. They spent an hour trying to sell me something else. I finally got fed up, and I walked out. Well, we want you inside the door. We love home field advantage. Now, I went out to meet a gentleman. I, you know, great guy. Says somewhere close to uh, seventy-five, maybe eighty. And I'm buying his '09 Grand Marquis. Great guy. Loved the information. I went to him. And looked at his car, uh, outbid the, the he was. I told him go shop it, and he shopped it, and I outbid everybody uh, to buy his vehicle. And it's an '09 Grand Marquis with ninety-eight thousand miles. Great car, great car. He's had good luck with it, but he's got too many cars. He also had a '64 and a '66 Tornado, and a car that I haven't seen in a long time, a '62 Starfire. That's a cool car. Now, it needs total restoration. It's sitting under a tarp, but, hey, a 62? I told him, I said, I'd buy that car, you know. I, I know a guy buy the Tornadas. I'm not a big Tornado fan, but they're cool cars. 
But, I mean, I'd, I'd buy the 62 fire, uh, Starfire. Those were bucket seats. They had the prettiest interior. They were cool cars. Had the 394 big Oldsmobile, probably one of the bulletproof Oldsmobiles are out there. But I enjoyed that car, and I enjoyed the car, uh, talking to the gentleman. You know, and so we I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's no telling what I'll buy. Right now I'm trying to buy uh, a 34 Ford. I own a 32 Ford pickup, so, you know, I, it don't matter to me. Uh Hey, I've got the best body shop. I can get stuff fixed. Got great mechanics. Least a mechanic shop. Uh, know that I got the best windshield person. Gina's great. Uh, got so many people that do work. I want to be productive. I want people who are productive, who will do the best job. And I want to pay them, and I want to pay them fair money. And that's why I have so many great contacts. Thank you, San Antonio. We're going to be on Facebook. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back on Facebook. But we're on KSLR. That's 630 on your radio dial. And we love being on this station. So God bless you. Hey, stay tuned. Hey, text somebody. God bless you. We'll be right back. Now back to Randy Adams and learn to buy and sell cars on AM 630 KSLR. Hello again, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Be sure and call in here, 210 340 9585. And give me a call, 830 708 4789. Carlos online. Hello, Carlos. We haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. How are, weeks. How are you doing? Hi, Mr. Randy. First, I hope everything is good with your health. Right. Mine's good. And thank you for the rare station and the sponsors for your program. I really, we need as, uh, people like you, sir. And we need more sponsors. Hello, Bruce and Donnie. Mr. Randy, uh, I, I want to ask you a question. I have a couple of young, uh, young guys. They, uh, they ask me when you can apply a lemon law in a car. When it's brand new, not when it's okay. used. In fact, uh, you missed my show last week. I, was, I have a gentleman, an old-time friend of mine I've known 40, 50 years, and he's trying to get a lemon law on a 13. Well, that didn't work. He bought it in 13. He's had problems all these years with it, but really the lemon law has to be done best in the first six months or a year, but it has to be a new one. Use one, no, and I tell you what, a lot of people buy Lemon Law because Lemon Law stays with it. It stays with the, the Carfax. It stays with the car in the past history. And so a lot of people don't realize that. Well, most of the time it is something that's minor and it's been fixed. But Lemon Law buyback cars are usually, oh, a couple of thousand cheaper. depends on the price and how new it is and and uh, how many years? I mean, if it's 10 years old, lemon law don't mean nothing, and you can find out what was fixed on it or if it ever was fixed. Now, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I just found an article in a car dealer magazine talking about Honda getting sued for not fixing a problem with their Bluetooth. And uh, it was in this car dealer magazine. I found it just a minute ago, and I was going to put it on. Here it is. Uh, people on Facebook can see it, but it's that article right there. And they sued, uh, they're suing Honda because they won't fix some of the electronics in their uh, their Acras, and mainly Acras, I believe is what it says here, yeah, of 2019, 2020, already 20s, uh, Acra RDX. And they've, they filed a, a class action suit against Honda for not fixing it. So there is situations that they get boiled up and they don't want to fix and they don't want to do. But the lemon law buyback, you really need to do it in the first six months to a year. It does stay with the car if you do it. Uh, it makes it cheaper uh, right the first three or four years, and then it kind of gradually, you know, it doesn't mean nothing after 10 or 15 years. The new car store dealers have to announce it when you buy the lemon law from them? They have to tell you. That's correct. Yeah, uh, a lot of them don't. Uh, it's on Carfax. Carfax is real good about putting that on there. I haven't ever seen a mistake, and, and you know, and, and there are mistakes because we're all human. But uh, if it's a Lemon Law buyback, it, and you can research it and find out why, and uh, 
just like SSRs, the little pickup convertible, they had problems in 04 with some of the tops not working right. Well, these guys paid big money for these, and they expected a perfect car, and it, the top didn't work exactly right, and it took some time to work out, and a lot of them turned them into Lemon Law buybacks. And when they're on the market, that unit's still bringing a lot of money because they quit building them, and there's still a following on them. And so they're bringing uh, a lot of money except for the ones that's Lemon Law buyback. And most of the time you can find out it was a top not working, and now the top works. You know, and so you might gamble on it not quitting again, but most of the time they got it fixed, and I've never seen one of those not work that does have the lemon law buyback. Well, you buy a car, Mister Randy. Example: this couple buy a brand new car, and uh, when you can consider it, I have a lemon law. You know, without the, the dealer knowing, you buy the car, and when you have so many problems like this couple, they tell them, "No, no, we want to fix it." But always it's the same problem. How long you can tell them this is a lemon law? Tell them the dealer, I need another car or change it or whatever. Well, I mean, they should provide them with something to drive. Number one, and it should, you know. Uh, this man with the 13 Cadillac, he said it was in more than they drove it for the first year. It was in the shop being worked on more than they drove it. So, I mean, that was a problem, but he kept he kept putting it off, putting it off. And, I mean, you go from 13 to, uh, to 19, almost 20, you're talking about six or seven years. He's trying to get something done there. I don't know what's going to happen on that deal. I mean, uh, and he's got all the records and you keep your records, and there is a record, and the dealer will keep records too. And I mean, if it's in there more than you're driving it, I think you got a lemon law buyback problem. Or if they can't get it fixed, you know, there's some situations that dealers don't fix. And I, I don't know if it's the the ownership pushing the mechanics in the service department, or if it's just the mechanics are not trained well enough. But there's lots of times when this stuff gets dragged out way too long and the customer gets upset and then they have to go to the factory, file a lemon law buyback. But you've got to really bring into the factory. They'll bring in regional manners. There's all kinds of process to this. And so uh, they're hoping to put you in another one like it. And you and then you go to praying that it doesn't do the same thing the one you just turned back in does. But lots of times people will switch to a different brand, too. Okay, so if the guy is dropping in the service and give you a problem and probably the same problems, you have to tell the, the man, one of the, the dealer, this is a lemon law, or how is the price? Because these guys have the same problem, the same problem, and I say, look, I don't know when you have to tell them. Or did the dealer have the obligation to tell you, no, we got to give you other one or switch it or whatever? Right. Lots of times the, the owners the owners don't want to be getting involved. They turn them over to general managers. And most of the time you're just going to have to go to the service manager and tell them. Go to the service manager and try to get the service manager to go to the owner or the general managers and the owners try to get it solved. In other words, if that happens, it, that's fine. You can try to get something done. If not, I'd go to the factory. I'd notify the factory direct, uh, you know, and say, hey, uh, they're not fixing this car. I've got a problem with it. I need it fixed. I paid good, hard-earned money for it, and I need to get it done. And that's that's what probably the next process they need to do. If the service manager's not getting the general manager and the owner involved, there's some owners in this town that won't fix stuff. Uh, you know, extended warranty. We talked about extended warranty. A guy called in two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and he's got a vehicle, and he had it two weeks, and the motor went south. And he got extended warning, and they're saying, no, they're not going to fix it. Well, I feel sorry for this guy, and he's got a battle, and he owes 25000 on a, you know, on a car now without a motor's worth probably a 10 or 12. And before, with the motor running, he, he was upside down in seven or $8,000. So it's, it's always a battle on what a car's worth and, and how to fix it and what's going on. But, I mean, two weeks, and the motor goes south, and it was certified, and it extended warranty, this, that, and the other, but things didn't match up. But the owner is not helping. The owner of the extended warranty, this is kind of a unique situation. The the dealership, the owner of the dealership that sold him the car is the owner of the extended warranty, self-insurance. I, I need to get in-depth on self-insurance. See, 
these lifetime warranties is self-insurance. The owners of the dealerships uh, do own the warranty companies. And what they do is they go through a false warranty company. It's, it's kind of false. It's what they do. And this company takes 20 25% of the money, and they keep it for themselves. And then you insure yourself. You insure these people. And most of the time, the lifetime warranties cost you forty five to 5000 Plus, they make you pay and do some other things that uh, you don't need to do, and they overcharge you on everything they do in order to keep the warranty going. Then they look for a reason not to pay. Same situation happened to this guy. They look for a reason, and they're not going to pay. They're not going to fix his unit. So, I mean, did that answer your question? Yes, sir. Other question, these. When this a demo law, did the dealer have, uh, when you tell the man I want other car, the same car, but other one, or switch it, and they tell you, well, you have to spend more money, or the money you already spent, that's legal? Uh, it's it's uh, legal because they can always say it's different equipment or less miles. There's always a loophole, and these dealers are prepared for that. They know what kind of loophole they want to do. Hello, Colette and Lisa and Alan. And so they know how to do that. So the good owners, the good owners will help you, will fix it, will do whatever they need to do. The the bad owners will push you off. And that's why you've got to go. And, and lots of times the big owners in the big towns, the small towns, you know, you can't. I'm in a small town. I can't get by with what the big time guys get by with. And I don't want to. I want my customers happy. I want them to feel right. And, it, you know, I fixed a car the other day that was $100, and my manager said, why would you do that? I said, it's better than advertising. It's $100 advertisement. They'll tell 20 people I fixed their car when I didn't have to, you know. And then yet, uh, you know, and I mean, it was I'd sold them the unit two months prior. And so I said, that's better than I not fix it, and they tell 20 people I didn't fix it. I'll give that $100. I'll help them. I'll fix them, or I'll get it fixed at my cost because you want to take care of the customers, and that, and that's what it's all about. But what man makes breaks, there's some things that we can't fix. There's th- some things that happens. I mean, the manufacturers, these engineers, they don't fix cars, but they design them, and they make them hard to work on, and they love it because they're not going to work on them. And so they design things and do things, but, you know, no, there's no perfect car. They don't last forever. We shouldn't expect them to last forever. You know, the, one of the roughest jobs in the uh, car dealerships is a service manager and a service rider. They've got a, you, you've got a problem when you come in. You're not coming in because you're just coming by to visit them. You're coming in to get something fixed or something's wrong. So they've got to cover that. Well, now the owners are are making sure they return retain the customers. So they're putting better people in there to make you happier, working and trying to get it fixed, trying to treat you right, because they're trying to retain all the customers they can retain. Now the bad dealers that will promise you the moon and overcharge you, and you know, uh, they're the ones that you've got to watch out for. And I mean, you know, shop, shop, shop. I deal with new car dealers that fix my cars. Yeah, I've got a Chevrolet dealer that works on my cars, and I love them. I've got a Ford dealer that work on my cars, and I love them. And so, but, you know, you've got to talk to them. You've got to have a relationship. You've got to understand what it takes. But I, I've got that experience. Well, the customer out there, you've got lots of times you can research it on the Internet and see about what it should run, what the parts should run. You can call the parts house, find out what their parts are. Do you want a factory part or you want an aftermarket part or somebody else's part? I mean, you've got so many options, and you've got to study that and understand that. And you've got to understand who you're dealing with. You know, I mean, like I say, in small towns, we've got to cover ourselves because of, you know, our reputation in the small towns. Big towns, there's plenty of customers. Hey, we can rip this guy off comes back, but there's some big-time owners that will fix a car and fix it right. And, I mean, sometimes the managers will force the salesman to be, you know, not legal, or the salesman will come in there, and they'll do it their way until the, the managers and the owners find out, this guy's lying. 
you know, just like the lady that bought an expensive brand new car and the salesman convinced her to change the color. She, he said, here, I'll let me see you this one. Take it down and get you a cheap paint job. This was a $50,000 car. She going to put another two, 3000 He told her it was a $1,000 paint job, but nobody's going to paint a car for 1000 anymore, especially a high-dollar car like that. Now, that salesman should be fired, and if the, I know the owner, if the owner knew the salesman did that and said that, he would fire him. I guarantee you, or he'd have his manager firing. So you, sometimes, sometimes these salespeople, these service people, do what they want to do instead of what the owners want to do. As you just said something about big dealers, small dealers, it's better to buy a car in the small places far away from the city. Well, it's best best to be knowledgeable because knowledge is power. It's best to be knowledgeable. It's best to shop. It's best to be prepared and get the best deal at the best dealership you can. I I found out the other day that a friend of mine he took my information, worked everybody he could. He bought from a dealer that I wouldn't recommend, but he knew what he could stand for. He walked out the door. You know, they they gave him a price. They got him in the store. They got him signed up. The F&I people come up with a super bad deal. They were mousing him around, all kinds of bad. But he knew, you know, he, he remembered. He said, Randy, I remember what you said. These boots are made for walking. I walked out. Well, yeah, he walked out, and then, you know, they kept calling, calling, calling. They finally honored the deal they promised to do, but they needed to sell the unit. Toward the end of the month, that was last month, toward the end of the month, they had to get rid of it. They needed to get rid of it. They needed that count. Probably needed that count to get them into the bonus money from the factory. I don't know. But they finally honored the deal. He had his financing on the outside, you know, and they wouldn't match the interest rate. Uh, he, you know, he didn't need extended warranty. He had his deal put together, and they were making money. We want dealers to make money. We just don't want you to get ripped off. We don't want you to get lied to. You don't want you to, you know, you, we want you to get the most for your trade you can get. That's why I want to buy your vehicle, and you can give me a call. My phone number is 830-708-4789. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It doesn't matter. And I'll, I'll tell you what it's worth. I'll tell you what to do with it. I'll tell you what your options are. But no, shop and be just like you're doing, Carlos. You're trying to help people. You're lifting them up. You're trying to be a mentor. That's what I want to be. I want to help people. I want to educate them. I want them making better decisions. Uh, we we all got to have transportation. We can't get around on bicycles, even though I love bicycles. But if we can't get around on bicycles, we've got to have vehicles. So buy what you can afford, what fits your budget. You know, I had a friend of mine saying, oh, you, you're probably mad at me. I bought this high-dollar luxury car. I said, what for? I said, you wrote a check for it, didn't you? He said, yeah. I said, you can afford it. You know, you're one of them can affords, not a can't afford. I said, good. Buy what you can afford. Do what your little heart desires. But do it right. Do it with thought. Do it with work. Do it understanding. I said, you shopped the world on that high-dollar car. That car was $130,000. He said, yeah, I shopped everywhere. He said, and I flew to Dallas to get it. He said, that was the color I wanted, the best deal I got, and everything was set. He said, I flew in. He said, it was a little rough in the F&I department, but he said, we got through it. I wrote a check. Everything's fine. Drove the car home. I'm happy. You know, another man I know flew to, to uh, Pennsylvania to buy a Corvette. But it was, a, oh, it was a brand new couple of year old Corvette, and it was the color he wanted. And he felt like he got a great deal. The only problem is now he's driving a three-year-old car. He didn't. I said, now you've got a three. Well, it's low miles and brand new. I said, well, you're happy. You can afford it. You wrote a check for it. Great deal. You like that Corvette. I like the Corvette. But you, now, if you want to sell it, you got a three-year-old car. He said, I don't want to sell it. I said, good. You know. And this guy will keep it. I mean, he he's thought about it long enough and studied about it, and he knew what he was doing. But shop, shop, shop. Learn, Mr. learn, Randy, learn. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Uh, I want to invite the people, the, the, the listeners, to listen to the station because they have a beautiful programs in the day about the world. Thank you to you, sir. Uh, you know, and I ask the listeners, please ask questions. Let's go to ask questions. 
like you say, everything is very important. Thank you for giving us your, your cellular again. And doesn't matter, can we call you anytime to ask you for advice, sir? That's right. 830-708-4789. Hey, and here's another article on I'm putting on Facebook right now. And uh, it says here, maximize profit, minimize workloads, discover how AUL can help you get more profit from every sale. There it is. It's in that car dealer magazine. Well, remember, you don't get that car dealer magazine. We don't send them to y'all. Hello, Mark and Dave and Stephen. And so, Lemon Law buyback, I mean, you know, number one, what man makes breaks. And number two, nobody's perfect, and there's not a perfect car. And you may have one that lasts longer than the other ones. And I think quality is is not as as good as it used to be. And there's some expensive type cars. Right now, BMW, Mercedes, they're tough to off, real tough to off. New, everybody wants them new, but nobody wants them used because they cost so much to work on. Hey, I'm blessed because I've got a, the best BMW and uh, Mercedes mechanic around. Just like I say, I look for productive, good people. Um, I understand the buying and selling of everything. I've owned 11 other different businesses while I always stayed in the car business. But I, I understand uh, what it takes and what it takes to be in business. And I want the people I do business with to get paid and paid fairly and, and get the work done right. And so I I concentrate. I work constantly. I talk to people, you know, and I ask them what the price is and what they want to charge and what they want to do, you know. And so you know, there are some people that can fix certain things. There are some people that can't. And so you've got to ask those questions and know what I'm talking about. Also, car dealers, thank you for listening to the show, and they all tell me, tell everybody how bad title loans are. Hey, they're advertising because they know that you're going to need some quick money to get through Christmas to make payments on that other car that you're behind on. And you got this car and you got that car title and you take your title down there and they hammer you. And hey, everybody gets repoed. They're very they say, I got my title back with so and so they're lying. Just about everybody gets repoed. You can't overcome 330% interest. People can't believe that there's a loan that is 330% interest. It is. I used to have the license. My conscience bothered me. You can believe that, a car dealer with a conscience. My conscience bothered me and wouldn't let me do those loans. So I dropped the license. I never opened it Opened it because I thought I could change, uh, change the system, change and charge less money on the interest rate. And, and do it a different way. Oh, no, you're locked in. Hey, those elected officials that we put in business, they love getting us murdered. They want us in the poorhouse. They don't want to be in a poorhouse, but they want the public in the poorhouse. That's why they let the insurance companies run over us, and that's why they let the title companies run over us. Hey, don't do a title loan. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your relatives, tell everybody. Hey, go to Randy Adams. Give him a call or go to his website, learn to buy and sell cars.com, and find out what your car's worth. I'll buy it, sell it on your own, tend to your business. Do not get a title loan. You'll lose your car. In six months, you pay back more than you borrowed. And, and it's the worst investment you can make, period. Nobody in their right mind is supposed to do a title loan. But, oh, yeah, they entice you with these commercials. We have competitive rates. They're all 330% interest. That's highway robbery. Don't do it. Hey, go to my website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Left side will tell you how to do it. I'm going to run through this real quick. Hey, get your credit score. Go to ftc.gov and get your credit uh, score. Clean your credit up. Talk to banks, credit unions, a bunch of them. Figure out what you want to buy. Talk to people that driving that type of car you're trying to buy, see if they're happy with it, what kind of problems, talk to your mechanic, talk to body shops, talk to everybody, you know, and there's and there's people in love with certain cars. I'm not in love with certain cars, but other people are. Fine. Hey, buy what your little heart desires, but be prepared to fix it. Talk to a mechanic. Have a mechanic lined up. Have somebody lined up. Talk to body shops. Talk to parts houses. Talk to everybody. Hey, you need to have some... You know, you want to have a, a, something to start a conversation with. Everybody drives a used car. You don't think so? After you buy that brand-new little darling, 
drive it off about two weeks and turn around and go back to them. Hey, see what they'll give you then. You want to know what a real value is? The real value is what a dealer will give cash for the car. Now, there's a big difference in the spread. I bought an Avalanche. These, this guy, shop, he listened to my radio, and he did shop the world. He shopped every big used car lot in San Antonio. I beat everybody, bought the Avalanche, and resold it. I bought a you know super nice car. And this guy shopped the world. He couldn't believe that I was the highest bidder on the unit. But my overhead's low. My lot's paid for. My cars are paid for. I'm a blessed man. Thank you, Lord. And I want to use my talent, the gifts, my experience to give back to you, to teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly on the car business. So if you have any questions, give me a call on my mobile, 830-708-4789. God bless you, San Antonio. Hey, be a mentor. Lift somebody up. Be in unity with your spouse and your friends. Who's energizing you? Have you got the energy? Do you have the energy to help people, love people, be concerned about people? Is that is that the key? Who's lifting you up? Are you letting somebody drag you down? You're not doing the talent. You're not using your talent. You don't know what the purpose in life is. Let me tell you something. When Jesus Christ hit me between the eyes, let me tell you something. I love him, and he changed me from a giver, a taker to a giver. God bless you, San Antonio. Tune in next week. Tell 20 people to... I buy the good, bad, and the ugly. Tell 20 people to listen to my radio show. God bless you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.